Here, Brian, let me see what uh, the rest of your projections are, according to Basketball Monster. Plug them in. Ingram, he's got Josh Lloyd has Ingram as a top, as a six, number 59 for the rest of the season. And then Valanchunas, he's got him as the 37th ranked player for the rest of the season. So. Hmm. Hmm. And who's the other player he's giving you? Dinwiddie. And he, oh, wants, and he wants Halliburton. Yes, Spencer, good. <sighs> I mean, Dinwiddie's a baller. Yeah. Halliburton's been, I don't know. I haven't watched a fucking Kings game, so mm -hmm. I don't know why Halliburton isn't doing. I mean, he'll have like a good game and then a two average games and then a good game and then two bad games. Yeah, he's got Hall mm -hmm. Halliburton as a. The number 58th ranked player for the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't know, man. Two top 60, top 50 players for... Hmm. You're putting all your eggs in the Valentino's basket. That's scary to me. This is what you're going to open the show with? Oh, I'm just waiting for us to start. All right, let's go. I'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 88. It's Monday night. It's November 29th, 2021. Thank you for listening. It's time to make a podcast. And... We're still making our own music. Who's here tonight in studio is Brian Clark. Hey. Hello. Coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota is my longtime good friend, Bo Brady. How's it going? Hello, Bo. How's the energy tonight? Pretty good. Awesome. I couldn't be happier. week seven in the nba i've got a huge story coming up in the news huge story as in it's long and <laughs> we're gonna talk about our pick game it was the warriors versus the nets a lot of fun in that one we're gonna make it podcast uh visit our website it's houseofhoops.com h-a-u-s of hoops Tons of new shirts on there. We're back after a week off. I'm ready to go. 
Can't wait to get into it. I missed this. I'm excited to do what we do. So much to talk about. Let's just get into it. Bo, how you doing this week? How you been? How you been? How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was awesome. I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Any good stories from the week? I went to that Grizzlies Timberwolves game. No shit. Mm -hmm. How was that? Not fun. Why? The Grizzlies lost by 40. It was not a good game. But the, I mean, it was fun to go. Yeah, it was my first basketball game to go to since before the pandemic. Yeah, it was it was a good experience with the, my buddy Andy. Oh, and fun! We got some pretty good seats, and uh, the game was a blowout. Mm-hmm. Did you stay for the whole game? We did. Yeah, that's cool. What else you been up to? I had my parents up for Thanksgiving, and my brother-in-law and sister flew in from Denver. I hadn't seen them. They're, they usually come up every year for Thanksgiving, but they didn't come last year. So it's the first time I've seen them in two years. So that was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Fun. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun week. All right. Brian? Hello. Hello. How was your uh, How was your week off? We had two, we had a week off. So what have you been up to for the last two weeks? Uh, I worked uh, my job. Uh huh. Mm. No, that's it. <laughs> no, that's it. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, I had a good one. Good. Hung out with some family. Cooked a turkey. That's cool. I saw a picture of your turkey. Are they always uh, completely black on the outside? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like frying a turkey. I left it in a little longer this year. <laughs> My mom gets a little nervous about eating under underdone bird. So, well, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So, and they make those thermometers you can stick in them. Yeah, I mean, I tip it out. She just, you know, she just wants me to cook it a little extra, and that's fine. A little bit longer, honey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my my turkey preparation and cooking method undefeated. It's pretty awesome. You really can't. Like, I haven't had a dry bird yet. I do like a 24-hour Brian. A 24-hour Brian? Yes. Brian, Brian, Brian's. I mean, I could throw that thing in there forever and it wouldn't be dry. <laughs> I get it. I cook that thing for 10 hours. Still come out juicy. Gross. Moist. It's all natural. <laughs> it's, just, it's just water and salt. Yeah. And some, and some aromatics. I think I'm fucking sick of Thanksgiving. Yeah, how was how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> no. I, I, I saw a picture from your family Thanksgiving. Oh, the uh, that's the Christmas card. That's the, what you yeah, saw. Yeah. <laughs> that's going out to all the relatives. When uh, at one point at what point of the evening did you guys take that picture? I don't remember. I was gonna. It seemed like it was in the evening. It was later. <laughs> it was later. I was tired. 
Yeah. Long day. Tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they made me sit in that chair. I didn't know what yeah, to they do. they did. <laughs> they said, Jeff, come sit in this chair. I said, I don't want to sit in the chair. Why am I in the chair? Why is everybody sitting behind me? They're standing behind me. <laughs> you're weird. in like a you're you're in like a throne. <laughs> yeah, so I just kind of I assumed the chair as an extension of me, and just kind of leaned in and embraced mm. it. Most people will never see. It's a good up. Uh, what good you're talking about? You have a you have a nice looking family, Jeff. Thanks. They are. They're loud, but they're nice looking. I didn't get to see this picture. Also, is it on the Facebook or something? Mm, I don't think so. I'll send you. I'll send you a copy. Yeah, oh, I was uh, <laughs> my uh, lack of presence was noticed at the Hausman family Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? I thought you were going to come by. I was going to crash. I was pretty tired mm-hmm. at the end of our dinner, so I just I went home. Mm. Here you go, Bo. I'm sending you the picture right now. Okay. Yeah, Alexa sent it to me that night. She's like, since, since you couldn't make it, here's a picture. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was wondering why she sent that to you. I was like, what, what are you doing? Oh, look at this. Don't share that. Look <laughs> you with your, your shirt, Jeff. It looks good. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, look at those kids. Nice. Yeah, look at this big old fucking family. And for whatever reason, we don't have a kid's table. Look at how many kids there are. There's no kid's table at Thanksgiving. So about 10 minutes into every single holiday, um, my mom likes to play these games, but she gets all the kids involved, and it just turns into a fucking screaming match. Oh, that sounds (laughs) fun. All the kids are trying to be the loudest and get the most attention. At one point, I ha- I went to the kitchen. I got some paper towel and I just plugged my ears, <laughs> so I could eat and not have a headache. It was full on just screaming and yelling. Not an enjoyable meal <laughs> for a guy that has no kids. Is not used to being around that, you know. Like Bo, I'm sure you can deal with the yelling and screaming. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just not how I roll. I mean, that's just not how I roll. I'm not down with it. I don't think it's appropriate at the dinner table, especially on a nice holiday like that. In the past, I've spoken up about this issue of yelling and screaming at holiday dinners, and uh, and I just look like an asshole. So this time I said, you know what? Fuck it. If y'all want to do this every fucking holiday, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm putting some shit in my ears. I'm bringing full-on ear plugs next year. So if this continues, it's it's unbearable. It's awful. <laughs> it's not important. I don't want to get into it. We got a lot to talk about this week. I spent all week working on these shirts. We got a whole bunch of shirts. Go on there and just look at them. If you don't like them, fine. Don't, don't like them. But if you want to support the podcast, go on there. There's some really nice NBA shirts and whatnot on there. And who knows how long they'll last before they get pulled. Those shirts that we have online, you can't get shit like that anywhere else. Nowhere else can you get shirts like ours. 
Brian, you mentioned last week you, you just worked a lot. That's really all you had to say. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I snuck a little bit of fun in there, but yeah. I was thinking the other day, I was I was like looking around at everybody that was working one night. And I was like, man, I think all the people in the whole city that want to work where we work, mm-hmm. I think they are. <laughs> we've already got them all yeah i think uh i think that's where we are in restaurants as mm-hmm. a whole yeah it's like everybody that wants to work for your restaurant or mm-hmm. in a restaurant i think they just are yeah and it doesn't matter what caliber worker they are or if they're qualified or not for anything mm-hmm. or if like you would even hire them on a normal like year mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not a mid pandemic situation i think uh i think uh, that's where restaurants just are now it's like if you wanted to work here you do Mm -hmm. and that's it yeah i was just kind of thinking about that over the week (laughs) you don't think it's going to get any better do you nope (laughs) me neither (laughs) oh man really don't uh hey let's get into some hoop stuff I got a quick news, Bo. I'm sure you have some uh, news. There's a shitload of news. Articles pulled up, some topics of interest. I'm going to get us started with Luke Walton. He got fired last Sunday. He got fired for coaching a shitty team. Mm-hmm. I agree. What have people been saying about Luke Walton? I haven't seen a lot of like uh, new information on this. It seems like more of the same. Is it's just been kind of like a long time coming, something the Kings management probably just put off over the off season. I saw a lot of talk about Vladi signed a four year deal and then they fired him in the first year. <laughs> I guess it's just a cleaning house. The team hasn't gotten any better with him not around. Is it Alvin Gentry took over? Is that yeah. who it is? Alvin Gentry, yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess they're going to try to stick with Gentry and uh, <laughs> fucking get some stability <laughs> on that organization. I mean, when you, <laughs> I don't know, man, when you, when you hear about how bad the Kings organization is, you don't, you don't ever hear about Luke Walton. You hear about management. They, pa- they passed on Luca. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, I mean, they've, they've it was Yeah. Yeah, I mean they've they've drafted okay, like with their early picks. I f- I feel like I mean other than passing on Luca, I mean they got Halliburton, they got uh, who's the other guy, Davian Mitchell. People like Davian. Those those guys look like players. It's a bunch of guards. Yeah, I don't know. But that's but that's but that's like it. We're gonna turn around, and this team is gonna be aging and still trying to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Luca thing. I mean that's just. I mean, if Luke Walton had Luca Doncic and Darren Fox, it would he would not be fired. Yeah, probably. That would translate to wins. But I think they pass on a lot of guys because of De'Aaron. Like, why do you need Luca if you have De'Aaron Fox? You know, Doesn't matter. Yeah, I know, but that's I think was the thought process, and that's not Luke Walton's fault. Yeah. Oh. Well, it would be like if the Grizzlies had the number one pick and Luca was. And they probably, I think actually the Grizzlies would take DeAndre Ayton. 
and that is defensible. Yeah. But I think you still take best available. Yeah, but I mean, the Kings didn't have the number one pick. They had the number two pick. Yeah. Well, the Grizzlies, to be fair, they probably take Jaron Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Anyway, I think they really liked Jaron. They got who they wanted, I think. Well, he fits that. The 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 heat they're into this. The guys they all pick have like really strong families, mm-hmm. like Zaire and Jaron and Ja. Mm-hmm. And anyway, enough Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks has a he's got a, a big family, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the previous regime. That was Hollinger that right. Brooks. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. yes, Brooks does have a big family. It's getting bigger every year. <laughs> bigger by the minute. I don't know. Luke Walton. Yeah, he's gone. So if the Kings get better, okay, fine. Uh, if somebody else hires Luke Walton, I would uh, totally understand. It would make all the sense in the world. We'll see. We shall see. <clears throat> to new GM. Yeah. I don't know. They need stability. I think Luke Walton could have been. A, it's just too, it had gotten too much. It had gotten blown too out of hand. Mm-hmm. Too many things had been said about Luke Walton. He had taken too much heat. It had to be change. There had to be a change. But you give Luke Walton a good team, and he's proven he can win with a good team. When he interimed for Steve Kerr, sure, and the Warriors, and they didn't lose a game. <laughs> He didn't blow it. <laughs> he didn't ruin the team. Time will tell who's on the right side of this. Time will tell. Bo, what else is in the news? There's a bunch of injury stuff. I know. It's it's we're getting into the, like the the heartbeat of the NBA. It's really getting serious, you know. Everybody's warmed up and ready to go and injuries are starting to happen. There's like 3 today the report on. Right? Report because I'm a fucking reporter. <laughs> There's three that people reported on that I'm going to repeat. Suggs got hurt yep, tonight, bro- broke his thumb, and oh. then uh, Porzingis left today tonight with an ankle sprain. Mm. And Joe Harris is getting his ankle scoped. Mm-hmm. Joe Harris, that's a big one for mm-hmm. Brooklyn, and John Morant. Yeah, and then Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is having back surgery. And then P.J. Dozer tore his ACL. Did we talk about Colin Sexton two weeks ago? John Morant, knee sprain. Sexton, yeah, he's out for the year, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Let's see. There's more. Like, uh, Jimmy Butler's out right now. He had a sprained ankle this month, and he's out with, like, a tailbone or something. Cole Anthony, he's out. He's sprained ankle, and the Orlando has no reason to rush him back. He could be out like four weeks. You think it's been like two already? A bunch of people have like uh, flu-like symptoms. A bunch of people are sick in the league. There's something going around the league, hmm. whether it's the flu or it's – I don't think it's COVID. I don't think they're covering it up. Not just not reporting that it's COVID. No, there's like a there's like a another little bug going around. Something. Yeah, something that's hitting every team. 
It's, it's, like, a, it's like a 24-hour, 48-hour virus or something. Yeah, it's popping around the, the league for sure. I want to elaborate on the John Morant injury a little bit. John and Zion were drafted in the same draft class. Really? And many people are talking about who would you take now, Jaw or, or Zion? That's like been a topic of conversation. Well, Zion's cleared for full basketball activities this week. Good sign for Zion. <clears throat> but at the same time, John Morant gets hurt again. So there you go. I don't know. Every player has risk. Both of these guys, Jaw and Zion, play with risk. They're not like uh, cautious players. Yeah. You know? People are like, oh, boy, thank God we didn't get Zion. <laughs> he's out. He's over overweight and he keeps getting hurt mm-hmm. like can he, will he ever sustain a good career well john morant might not either the way he plays he throws he throws his body out there man yeah he does it's very iverson-esque mm-hmm. i don't know maybe don't talk shit about the guy that's hurt <laughs> and not playing and saying <laughs> saying things like thank god we don't have yeah. that problem <laughs> consistent injury risk <laughs> it can happen to you too yeah that's right hopefully jaw gets a full recovery Bo, you dirty fuck all you thought about when jaw got hurt was picking up tyus jones in fantasy <laughs> basketball immediately that's not, tr- that's not true i was holding Corey joseph and it's about to go to bed and i was like, all right let's see what we got here i guess i'll pick up tyus i did it from the bed long after the injury yeah, like minutes. No, it was. Let's go look. There's a timestamp. I'm just, this. I'm just kidding, man. What else is in the news, Bo? Well, John Wall wants to play. Hey, John Wall wants to play. Is John and, Wall in shape? I don't know. Let's ask Kimba Walker. John Wall is tired of sitting. Maybe Denver should trade Michael Porter Jr. for Michael John Wall. Michael Porter Jr. for John Wall. <laughs> Uh, Houston would probably do it. If you're Denver, yeah, you get away from that injury risk. Houston's got nothing to lose. They're not going to be good in the next four years. They get a younger player that maybe will play next year. How good is John Wall now? Is he worth anything? It's like the worst contract. Is he in shape? All right, so I read Hollinger's thing today. Okay. Peace. And he basically said, you know, Wall did average, let me pull it up, 20 and 6 last year. Mm-hmm. And in 40 games, yeah, he was 20 and 7 assists. And as far as player development goes, I know the Houston's now won three in a row as of tonight. But Hollinger thinks with player development, like you could, you would, you would be doing everybody a favor having a real point guard in there that can distribute mm. and give people wide open looks you know and Hollinger makes a point that it could it could boost Eric Gordon's trade value because Eric Gordon would get some more wide open threes you'd be setting up Christian Wood with better looks he just thinks already going off mm-hmm. yeah Christian Wood's going ham 22 and 20 tonight or something like that yeah he's been Woj actually just had a tweet about I retweeted something from Tim McMahon. Let me see. I've got it right here if you'd like me to read it, Bo. Yeah, go ahead. 
Christian Wood is averaging 24.3 points, 15.7 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2.3 blocks during the suddenly sizzling Rockets three-game winning streak. (laughs) He's thrived since Houston scrapped the two-big starting lineup. Championship mentality. So, long story short, Hollinger thinks it would help it would help the the team's mm-hmm. development if you had an actual point guard out there. Go figure. Let's try to win some games. Yeah, throw the savvy vet in there. Yeah, it seems silly to me. I don't know why you just blatantly take. I don't think with the flat odds, and you don't want to. I just don't think you want to have a losing culture. I mean, I live in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Look at the Wolves. You had a Pat Beverly is tweeting that he's a culture changer in Minnesota because they've been so pitiful for the past since KG left. Let him play. Yeah. Free wall. That's about all I got to say about it. I don't know if he's in shape or what the hell is going on with him. He's probably in better shape than Zion. <laughs> Maybe. I have no idea. Do you have anything else in the news or is it my turn? Um, Let me see. Well, Kemba's out of the rotation in New York. I thought that was interesting. I think he's maybe washed, possibly. Kemba, yeah, out. Mm-hmm. Out of the rotation. Defensive liability, it looks like. Yeah, Tibbs in having it. Nope. And uh, last thing I got, if you want to move on from the Kemba thing. Mm, yeah, I don't Whatever. Tibbs is uh, over it. <laughs> was that, Le- We had that LeBron James, Isaiah Stewart. Royal Rumble. Yeah. I don't know if it was really a rumble. One of the funniest things, I, someone's comment on Reddit about the Isaiah Seward thing was, they're you know, Isaiah Seward's going to apologize to LeBron. They're going to, you know, kiss and make up or whatever. And then one day LeBron's going to be like a groomsman in Isaiah Stewart's wedding or something. And then Isaiah Stewart's going <laughs> to whip his ass. <laughs> <laughs> they played what last night or the night they, before they, they played last night yeah. yeah nothing happened yeah i did not have the patience to watch that game last night i found myself watching it because it was on late yeah and i wanted to watch this these weirdo lakers whenever they're on and i'm not doing anything i'm just watching them weird ass team <laughs> cade looked good cade's been in and out of the lineups with injuries and he looked good last night. Uh, did not see any kind of retaliation or anything. Uh, the LeBron said it was an accident. It wasn't. He didn't mean to hit him in the face. He meant to make a point and get him off of him. But I don't think he meant to hit, clock him in the face with his elbow or hand or whatever. It's blown out of proportion. Stewart probably shouldn't have kept chasing after him. <laughs> I like the, the, he just kept going. Yeah, he just couldn't let it go. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. He's fired up. I think he used to box. Yeah, wild man, you're, you're not in the boxing ring. Yeah, maybe he's a wild man. Maybe not. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. How about a little light China talk? <laughs> okay. Are you guys privy to the China Is there such situation? A thing? <laughs> China. What is the situation with China and the NBA, you may be wondering? Maybe you don't even know there's an issue. There is an issue. It's democracy versus communism. 
It's a human rights issue. The NBA and China have a deep and long history dating back to the 1980s when former Commissioner David Stern began forming a relationship with China Central Television, CCTV, to broadcast the league's games. In the early 2000s, the NBA's presence in the country boomed during the player days of native son Yao Ming. The NBA targeted China in the 80s when it began thinking internationally. The NBA succeeded and grabbed the attention of Chinese sports fans. Did you know the NBA is the most popular sports league in China, especially with the youth? The NBA is huge in China, and that's likely an understatement. Billions of dollars in revenue at this point. Billions. So a little background on Hong Kong, because that plays into this. Hong Kong has been a British territory for more than 150 years, but returned to China in 1997. However, despite its return, Hong Kong maintained a separate system from China, operating independently on legal matters. So it's kind of like one country, two systems. You may have heard that. Basically, they're the same, but also different. This premise has recently become a point of contention, however, due to the Chinese operating under the Communist Party, while Hong Kong favors democracy. This difference has resulted in political unrest and extreme acts of violence and protesting. So then comes Daryl Morey, an executive within the NBA and a common subject here at the House of Hoops. He expressed strong emotions in favor of human rights and the rights of Hong Kong natives. Maury was quoted saying, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. So as you can imagine, China having a huge interest in the NBA and vice versa, the Chinese government didn't appreciate their business partner, the NBA, going against them as they are a communist country. <laughs> What's wrong with China being communist? You may be wondering. Well, it's a human rights issue for the most part. Human rights include the right to life and liberty, freedom from slavery and torture, freedom of opinion and expression, the right to work and education, and many more other things. Everyone is entitled to these rights without discrimination. All of these things are often not available to an average Chinese person in China. These are things that Americans, like you and I, take very much for granted every day. The right to believe in any religion is pretty much the only human right the Chinese government allows. Same-sex marriage, forget about it. Residential surveillance, you can count on it. And then there's tennis star Pang Shuai's, I think it's Shuai, well, her disappearance, which I don't know if we have time to really get into, but she was just missing for like two weeks after like sexual violence issues. It's just more suppression. Since 2018, China is widely believed to have forced minority Muslims 
to engage in forced labor and re-education camps, which for a lack of a better term are basically concentration camps. More about China. Chinese authorities silencing of human rights defenders, journalists, and activists and restrictions on the internet make it very difficult to obtain accurate information about the Chinese government policies and actions. So it's very hard to really know what's going on over there all the time because everything's so censored. Speaking against the Chinese government journalistically can land you in prison in China. I mean, you can lose decades of your freedom for speaking out against this government. The Chinese law enforcement is a huge, huge issue. Permits to protest freedom of speech are often promised but revoked later for any kind of protesting. It's always kind of been the China way or the highway. So back to basketball. The Rockets organization, including owner Tillman Fertitta, tried to distance itself from Maury's tweet when he got in trouble with China. Basically saying, hey, we have no idea why this guy said that. We had nothing to do with it, so don't blame us. They said, Daryl Morey does not speak for the Houston Rockets. We are not a political organization. That is the money talking. Morey was made aware immediately about what he had done and deleted his tweet within minutes, but it was too late. That is just huge money in China talking. That's what that is. So there's a, a Chinese-based uh, official broadcasting partner. It's a Tencent. It's a partner that pays the league $1.5 billion annually. They suspended all Rockets broad broadcasts in China. And that has since switched over to Philly, where Daryl Morey is now in, uh, an executive as did the China Central Television, CCTV. They also suspended all broadcasting. There's a, uh, a big Chinese sponsor, a bank. I can't, I don't know. It's the Shanghai Pudong Development Bank. It ended Pudong. its, yeah, Pudong ended it. They ended its partnership with the Rockets announcing on social media SPD Bank Credit Card Center expresses strong protest and opposition to the wrong, wrong remarks made by Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey. Uh, sportswear companies endorsed by Dwayne Wade and CJ McCollum, Clay Thompson, they also announced they would not work with the Rockets any longer. This is when NBA Commissioner Adam Silver stepped in, issued a statement soon after trying to, I think, appease everybody. The NBA commissioner expressed support for Maury's right to speech, saying the NBA will not put itself in a position of regulating what players, employees, and team owners say or will not say on these issues, while at the same time demonstrating the league's love for China. So he's, Silver's playing both sides. Silver basically said, we can't control what our employees say. We simply could not operate that way. So now there's a pro-opinion and pro-let's-do-business still situation going on with the NBA in China. 
CCTV, that's China Central Television, for one, they were not satisfied. They were quoted saying, we believe any remarks that challenge national sovereignty and social stability do not belong to the category of free speech. Broadcast company said that. So then you come, then comes like LeBron James, okay? And a lot of people are upset because, a lot of people are upset because nobody's standing up to China. LeBron James on NBA's China controversy was quoted as saying, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to have a feud with Daryl Morey. I don't believe he was educated on the situation at hand, and he spoke. So LeBron took the corporate side over the human rights side. So what does all this mean for the NBA? NBA players in the league itself make a lot of money thanks to the popularity of the sport in China. It will kind of be interesting to see how this all shakes out especially because the NBA has earned a reputation for being one of the more political major sports leagues in the NBA with players leading the charge on many social issues that are at the forefront of U.S. politics. So it's kind of like if you're going to be political and stand up for equality and human rights, it has to be for all human rights. Can it just be for American rights? I mean, there's more to life than money. Didn't uh, we kind of learn that with Donald Trump? Like, is the NBA going to ever stand up to China? Well, the United States is not standing up to China. It's I mean, good. we have our, fav- our favorite Chinese holiday coming up here soon, Christmas. <laughs> I mean, fuck. But Chinese yeah, not- freedom should mm-hmm. matter just as much as in American life. <clears throat> And then comes uh, Ennis Cantor, who has spoken openly about his firsthand experience and opinion on the Chinese government. He's on some kind of mission to expose the Chinese government for what it is, saying things like human rights are not Western values. They're universal values. Let's see. Cantor has spoken about the relatively new owner of the NBA team in Brooklyn, the Nets. This owner also owns the New York Liberty of the WNBA, Joseph Tsai. You guys familiar with Joseph Tsai? I know that he owns the New York Liberty in the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, that's about the extent of my knowledge on him. So Cantor plays for the Boston Celtics, and they recently played the Nets. Cantor came after Tsai because he's the co-founder of Alibaba, a Chinese business which obviously has invested interest not to upset the Chinese government. Cantor called Tsai spineless. He called him a coward and a puppet of the Chinese government. Being anti-CCP, Chinese Communist Party, does not mean being anti-Asian. This is what Cantor said. It's possible to stop Asian hate and to stand up against the CCP. I got a little bit on Psy here. So back in October 2019, Psy, who was previously not known for his political stances, stepped into a heated discussion about Hong Kong's anti-government protesters. So that's kind of where this is coming from. After that Daryl Morey tweet, Psy responded by referring to 
pro-democracy protesters as as a separatist movement, which the New York Times called an echo of language being from Beijing. Psy has said he felt physically threatened by protesters and that the situation in Hong Kong should be viewed through the context of China not wanting its territories carved up by foreign powers, pointing to the long British presence in Hong Kong. As far as I can tell, Ennis Cantor is the only NBA player speaking out against the CCP. And then this week, it was reported Ennis Cantor is legally changing his name from Ennis Cantor to Ennis Cantor Freedom. And he becomes a U.S. citizen on Monday. That's today. Cantor. Greg Popovich is commending Ennis Cantor. Pop said, I'm glad that Ennis speaks up when he feels like it. I think it's great. No reason not to. And I think all of us at House of Hoops agree with that. He should definitely speak up if he wants to. Yeah, he's not going to be in the league next year, but at least he's going to have a reason for it. You think? He'll get blackballed? I think so. I mean, if Kaepernick got blackballed for being black, basically. Hmm. The NFL and the NBA are kind of different animals, but yeah, maybe can't. Well, this is a China thing, though. It's, yeah, it's he's not taking it's on not, a fight that he can't really win, you think? Yeah. This China thing is it's big, and uh, their with us or against us attitude <clears throat> over human rights makes compromise difficult. The White House has talked about a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics. So maybe the U.S is trying to take a stand. I just don't know if it can hold because of all the business the U.S. does with China. It's really a very complicated situation. We like our stuff. Where was that microphone made that you're holding? I have no idea. Sure it's made in China. Hopefully not. I don't know. It seems to me the Chinese government has kind of backed itself into a corner and the NBA isn't going against them. It's the money. I get it. The Chinese are like the South before the Civil War. They think nothing will ever happen, and they will never have to change, regardless if they are on the wrong side of things or not. The Chinese government is too powerful, yet they're kind of backed into a corner, I think. They're kind of... I mean, are they, though? I think they are, because... I don't think they are. The world. Yeah, is, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think anything's ever gonna change. If they're backed into <laughs> a corner, the, then they would concede. But they the concede young shit. The younger Chinese um, people coming up are are very aware of the situation. Yeah, and they'll just all go to prison. They'll just. Uh, it, <laughs> it can't last yeah, forever. What, though. Yeah, Tiananmen Square that worked out. I mean, we don't even know. They basically just brought tanks in there and just flattened them all. Like, there's just people on bikes. They just flattened them all. I think the Chinese government is kind of standing there and they're kind of daring you to throw the first punch. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, everybody else knows that if you throw a punch, you may lose your life. It's kind of how I feel about the situation. I did read this one really interesting uh, firsthand account about living in China. 
In the U.S., we hear so much about China's oppressive government and human rights abuse that most people, for example, my parents, are under the impression that the Chinese government may imprison you for even a minor transgression. I can tell you right now, that is an expat. This will not happen to you. The government couldn't care less if you have a B VPN or that you say negative things about China or on your personal blog. Unless you're the Guardian, New York Times, or BBC, the Chinese government doesn't really care what you write about. And frankly, most Chinese people are not reading things in English anyway. This person, whoever it was, I don't even remember. I probably should have gotten a reference. But they said, uh, if you want to avoid getting arrested, don't steal anything. Don't get into a drunken bar fight. Don't stand in a public space with a free Tibet sign. Finally, don't forget to register at a police station every time you re-enter the country. This is coming from a girl who actually was arrested for not registering on time. Oops. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like we needed to have this conversation. I feel like uh, it's an interesting topic. I think it as it relates to the NBA, it's important. And I feel like now I, for one, am at least a little more informed. I don't know what the answers are, but I think it's important to know the situations as they pertain to the NBA, which China is a huge situation in the NBA. And to think about how the NBA is making money for these ginormous NBA player contracts and team valuations. Maybe there's more to sport than money when it comes to human rights. Any thoughts? No, I mean, my personal opinion on it is where I, I personally agree with Ennis Kanter and Greg Popovich. I mean, uh, also one of the rights as Americans is to be a fucking sellout if you want to. So who am I going to say <laughs> that LeBron is, you know, I may disagree personally with LeBron, but he can say whatever fuck he wants. And so can Joseph Sy. Yeah. But don't you think it's kind of interesting that the NBA is just kind of picking and choosing which human rights to defend? Sure. I mean, yeah, but, the, but it's the money, you know? Yeah. Well, they, they lost some viewers and some ratings and money when they went full on, Black Lives Matter yeah. put it on the court. They did. I they mean, did. Yeah. I, I don't care what they do. Yeah. But they were willing to take the risk mm -hmm. for the players. That's what the players wanted. Yeah, the majority of players though. So now you have a like player. A, like a player. One player. That's taking a stand and the NBA yeah. is not one, really one player them. and one NBA executive. <laughs> the NBA is not really backing them. Yeah. I think it's, there's probably power in numbers there. <laughs> I guess. Um, I just think it's I mean, yeah, like I think yeah, I think that China sucks and I wouldn't want to live in China. It's not good. No, yeah, what are you gonna do about it? I don't know if there's much that can be done. But over time, it's possible. Things can change over there. I don't think that the Chinese Communist Party is gonna change their ways because of an NBA player or the NBA organization as a whole, you know? Right, but it's waking the young people up, I yeah. think, the situation. Maybe. I think it's more... Well, you look at, like, what happened in Hong Kong. I mean, they're waking up. You end up with a 
fucking civil war, and that's kind of what's going on with Hong Kong, I think. I mean, I think it's just the Chinese government trying to take their rights away. Yeah. See how it plays out. I just thought it was interesting to kind of try to be more informed on the situation. Cause no, absolutely. It's a huge amount of money coming in to the NBA from China. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, I mean, the NBA is going to do whatever they can to keep getting that sweet Chinese money. I guess so. I mean, you know, if a couple... Even if it goes against... If some Trumpers stop watching the NBA because of Black Lives Matter, I mean, we're, we're you know... All right. But if are there get, a bunch of, like... If you get totally blackballed... Like, in, hardcore conservative right-wing NBA fans? I don't know. If you get totally blackballed in China, it's a ma- that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. But how much money do we need? How much money does the NBA... It's not how much they need, it's how much they want. <laughs> and then there's, you know, the NBA is trying to tap into the uh, India market. And if that takes off, then maybe they can kind of cut back with the Chinese leniency. Yeah, I'm sure that's the NBA's thought process. <laughs> there's a lot of people in <laughs> India. Yeah, they're like, yeah, if we get into more China, money in, yeah. into it's, India, let's just, yeah, we can, we can forget the China thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> You think the salaries will just keep going up and we'll up just and break up. even on the India China thing? It's fine. The team valuations will just go up and up and up. It'll be like a, teams will be worth five billion dollars. Is that what you think? I would think it's everything's going in that direction. How much is your house worth right now? You could sell it for way more than you bought it for. Well, did this did this go the way you thought it was going to go? It's like I think it's a good conversation. I think it's important to be educated and aware. I don't know if I expected it to go anyway at all. Kind of wanted to set the table and tell a story. All I got to say is I repeat myself again. Mm-hmm. It's about to be Christmas. Let's <laughs> give China some more money. Head on down to Walmart now. Get on that. Get your you can celebrate get Christmas your Amazon without, wish list shopping done now. You can celebrate Christmas without going and buying all Chinese gifts. <laughs> well, it's possible. That printing press that whoever's printing their t-shirts on came from China. Mm. And t-shirts were made in China, but you bought locally. Not my fucking t-shirts. Not true. We do have a t-shirt store. (laughs) That's right. Head on down to (laughs) houseofhoops.com. We got some real nice... uh, NBA gets no money off of any of the shirts <laughs> <laughs> that we sell. And this canter, if you're listening, get get on the website and buy LeBron a Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah. If everybody goes online and buys some shirts, we can start doing uh, way more podcasts. <laughs> Should we move on? All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Next. At the beginning of the year, we all picked a team that we thought had lowered expectations. Bo's team was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Bo, what's going on with the Timberwolves? See, what do I got here? Uh, they have won seven of their past eight games. Oh, that's big. Yeah. What's the reason for all the winning? 
I think they figured it out. Is it Anthony Edwards balling out? You went to a game. You went to that Grizzlies game where yeah, well, they that, blew that him out. Grizzlies, what happened? That that Grizzlies game. Well, tonight Najri played twenty three minutes and he's plus twenty. So that I mean I think that's 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 all of it. No, uh, the <laughs> that the game I went to, Anthony Edwards went insane. He's he's, he's important. Yeah. Uh, they've been playing a lot better defense. Like D'Angelo Russell is actually mm. engaged on defense, and it, D'Angelo Russell is actually hitting shots, which is helpful. Mm. Do you think they listen to the podcast? I think so. I think that that this was their. If you had to ask them what their core motivation was, was they wanted they wanted to win for us. Forty-eight minutes of defense, like a mature adult team. Like the Warriors do. They've been good. I, I, I'm i a little surprised. Yeah. They have been good. And it's been actually kind of interesting. They, keep they beat winning. the Pacers tonight. and They just keep winning. Good for them. I they're gonna, Chris Finch is a real coach. They're going to knock the fucking Grizzlies out of the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think that'd be the worst thing if they could get a high... The, Grizz get, the result of that is the Grizz getting a high draft pick. Sure. And maybe the the wolves next year are complacent. We made the playoffs. <laughs> we could cruise. It looks like five hundred ball will get you to the play ins, but it's still too early to tell. But it's nice that the the bar is so low in markets like Minnesota, where you haven't been good in a long time, and the Kings too. If you're a little bit above five hundred, Luke Walton keeps his job, and the Wolves. I know they've won seven of the last eight, but they're above 500 and mm-hmm. people here i've seen more wolves gear in the last two weeks than i've seen the whole time since i've lived here they're bringing it out they're not ashamed to wear it hmm. you know you wear the team gear and then somebody walks up and they're like they want to talk to you about it and so i think a lot of people put their team gear away when the team's losing because they just don't want to fucking talk about it <laughs> well i will say this it was interesting i went to the to Aldi today and one guy had a Pelicans hat on another guy had a Golden State Warriors hat on <laughs> and I had my Grizzlies hat on <laughs> did you guys all uh... <laughs> no they wanted nothing to do with me I could just tell you guys didn't They're share like, a cart or whatever weird thing you have to do one of the guys <laughs> just voluntarily walked up to me and like, I don't want to talk to you about your podcast please get away <laughs> I don't like your team either <laughs> I'm excited to watch some more Wolves games. More Wolves games. And I did. I last year I did. I did not watch very many Wolves games. I'll be honest. This year it's, especially with Ja going to be out. I think I'll watch more Wolves and Grizz. Maybe, 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 huh. maybe not. Hmm. Probably not. That's a lie. But there's a potential. Edwards has been really fun. He looks good. Wolves are only a half game ahead of the Grizz. After a, what did you say, eight out of ten winning streak or something? Seven out of eight. All right. We'll see if they can keep it up. They got to keep it up. Brian, you picked the Chicago Bulls that you felt you had low expectations for. With a 133 to 119 win over the Hornets tonight, they have reclaimed... Sole possession of first place in Ooh. the Central Division. Nice. 
Uh, they're fourteen and eight, game ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, man, Chicago. I mean, they're just. I mean, just tonight's numbers, man. Rosen had 28.6 assists. There it is. Zach Levine had 25 points, 5 assists. Vooch had 30 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists. Lonzo Ball, 16 points, 8 assists. Their 133 tonight was a season-high scoring. Wow. And granted, Charlotte. I mean, you, you look at their you look at their schedule and how they played. I mean, it's it's been win one, lose one, win one, lose two, win two, lose one, win one, you know. But uh, no, I mean, I, I I went from having low expectations to this on this team. Uh, I mean, I felt like it was just kind of thrown together. Mm-hmm. And then when it's, it's, I've talked about all this in the, in the podcast before, but this this team's really gelled and come together. Mm-hmm. Like I've said, it's like the you know, the island of of misfit toys. These guys, these vets, have gotten together. Mm-hmm. They've decided they want to win. They're going to do what they got to do to win, and they're doing it. Did you say they were second place in the East? I did not say they were second place in the East. Are they second place in the East behind the Brooklyn Nets? They are. Oh. That's big. Yeah. They're like the 76ers of last year or something, you know? So they're just out there winning games. Meanwhile, the Bucks are just like cruising along on a seven-game win streak. Nobody's talking about them. The Bucks signed DeMarcus Cousins. I saw that. <laughs> Some idiot picked him up off the waiver wire. Uh. <laughs> so they've got Bobby Portis and Demarcus Cousins now. Nobody's fucking with the Bucks. <laughs> it's like Shit. when when we play Detroit and Isaiah Stewart next. <laughs> I think they just wanted a big body to back up Brooke Lopez. Yeah, because Lopez has had injuries all year. I think that's what that is. All right, anything else on the Bulls? No, that's I it. mean, what happened this week? Anything? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, they pretty much played 500 ball. That's enough But, I mean, the they've got a, they got a cushion, you know? Yeah. Yes, they do. What's interesting, I look at the standings, and uh, the Bulls have the same away record as they do at home. So they're just – it doesn't matter where they are. Just consistency. Yeah. They're just playing their game. They're just playing their game, and – when we did that pick game on the Bulls, it was like they played Dallas. And uh, it was like both teams just kind of played their game. The Bulls are just a better team. They got better players than a lot of teams. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're seeing. It worked. Somehow, this shit that they pulled out of their ass mm-hmm. in the offseason. Somehow. It fucking worked. Yeah. And now you look back at the preseason. Well, we've talked about this, but. Yeah, everybody played. Everybody's playing 30 minutes in the preseason. Getting fucking right. It's fun. It's a cool story. It's great to see the Bulls doing well. They got great fans up in Chicago, and they deserve it. My expectation team was the Spurs, and boy, did I fucking nail that. Low expectations. They're sitting at 8 and 13. 12th place in the West. Below the Kings. It's funny. They're below the Kings, but nobody's uh nobody's uh asking for Popovich to get fired. <laughs> Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs commented on Ennis Cantor speaking up about human rights <laughs> abuses around the world. 
Popovich said, I'm glad that Anna speaks up when he feels like it. I think it's great. No reason not to. Well, coach, I think I speak for all of us at House of Hoops when I say we do too. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Hey, did you know the San Antonio Spurs and former Memphis Grizzly Benno Udre of Slovenia has announced his retirement? Mm-hmm. Drafted by the Spurs, number 28th overall in 2004, Benno said in his announcement, they say professional athletes die two deaths. The first being when you're unable to play the sport any longer. It has taken me two long years to accept and announce my retirement from playing basketball. I guess the second time is when they actually die. Yeah, I think so. Okay. (laughs) Coming from a small village in Slovenia to playing 13 consecutive years in the NBA and winning two championships is more than I could have dreamed of, and I loved every minute of it. Basketball has been part of my life professionally since I was 16 years old. Forced into labor camp. No, I made that last year. <laughs> and, and it's something I hope I never have to give up. I know I now want to coach just as badly as I wanted to be a professional player back when I was a kid. I hope to share my knowledge and guide the next generation, whether they want to or not to, just as many coaches did for me. Thank you to the fans and everyone that supported me along the way, especially my family. And that is all I have on the Spurs because my guy Jacques Lindale has not played yet. One fucking minute. So you just not think this guy's ready. It's like the new Tiago. He's just not playing this guy. They played the Wizards tonight. San Antonio won. Derek White killed everybody. There you go. Here I was thinking Keldon Johnson would be like the breakout player, and he's just doing the same shit he was doing last year. Jacques played. Jacques played two minutes. Oh. Had two points. That's a point per minute. He keeps that up. He's going to get 20 points a game. Well, yeah, if he plays 20 minutes a game. Yeah. <laughs> I did read somewhere that uh, Popovich has been playing Trey Jones, the brother of Tyus Jones. He's been playing him more. He played 14 minutes in this game. What did he get? Wasn't really a factor. Oh, okay. Not worth not worth mentioning. But he's been playing him more. Wizards. The Wizards are faking it. I still don't believe that that's a good team. They're fourth in the East, but I don't think they can keep it up. You don't think so? They still got fourth uh, in the East. Apparently, is as good as twelfth in the West. They still got a. I mean, Thomas Bryant's coming back sometime in December, right? Is he? I believe so. Hmm. Interesting. Who yeah. Know, just, who knows what kind of player he'll be when he gets back? I though. just it's check. You know, like an I ACL. just yeah. Just like once a week, I just look up Thomas Bryant on waivers. And just see. He was good. I don't know what he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to continue to be good. He's coming back from an ACL. I don't think it really matters. They'll play him. 10 minutes a game. Yeah, 15 Every minutes. other game. Every other game. He won't travel with the team. <laughs> I don't think he's on the radar. No, I don't think he's going to make a big difference this year. I th- they'd like to get him, obviously, playing some home games and getting the rotation. and mm-hmm. But. 
probably right. Let's go to the pick game. Yeah, the pick game of the week. The pick game was a game. It was a game that happened. It was a game between two teams. Two great teams. It was a game of two of the top five players in the league. This is the full fucking thing. Our pick game of the week was the Golden State Warriors at the Brooklyn Nets. It was on TNT. It was Brian Anderson, Stan Van Gundy, and Grant Hill drink Sprite on the call for the TNT. Did you guys watch it? Yeah. No, I really did. <laughs> I did, but I fell asleep during it. <laughs> oh, it was not even boring. I No, I mean, it wasn't. I was just tired. I fell asleep during the second half. So today, I rewatched it. Less old on yeah on NBA TV. Did you watch it less oldly? I watched the uh, napping in the middle of the game. I watched it, yeah. Uh, so you there's a Christ. <laughs> you can watch like the like the scoring possession only <laughs> uh, video of the game, and so it's fucking definitely like a nap i watched that tonight oh the condensed it's it's version? like it's not it's not condensed though it's they just show every scoring possession wow yeah i don't want to watch a game that way ever i had to but i had to watch it like quickly no. i needed you i needed to weeks. watch i needed to it watch was, something that game was on tuesday it was, it two was weeks two weeks ago. ago i know i know the day after we recorded the last episode <laughs> okay Oh, should I, I should have just said yes and not said anything else? <laughs> oh, did you have trouble uh, finding time to watch the game? <laughs> it was a it was a tight squeeze, but I made it work. <laughs> I watched it today while I was at the dealership. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting at the dealership getting uh, my car checked out for about three and a half, four hours. I was glad I had the game to watch. I could really lean in. Jeff, do you have any more old styles over there? Yeah, you want a beer? Yeah, I'll take a beer. Shit. I'll take one more beer. Come on now. <sighs> Pops bought us another uh, 30 pack for Thanksgiving. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, he stays contributing to the podcast. Bo, this game was the Battle of the Steves. It's Nash versus Kerr. There were 21 NBA champions between the two of these teams. Can you name them all? 21? <laughs> Are we counting coaches? Yes. We have to be. I'm just kidding. We're not naming them all. <laughs> Go for it, Brian. It'd be a fun game. I'm not writing them all down. I don't have a pen or a notebook. Why? This, I got this paper bag that I brought my beers in. I can write them on that. <laughs> Steph Curry. Clay Thompson. No, Clay Thompson didn't play. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Uh, Draymond Green. Kevin Durant. Uh, 
Steve Kerr. <laughs> the rest of the Warriors that were on that won a championship. <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Durant was facing his old team, the Warriors. Bo, what did you expect going into this game? I expected it to be a, a Gold State home game in Brooklyn. Yeah. I did not expect that, actually. I was surprised. I expected Steph to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And I thought Durant was unstoppable, but probably not as unstoppable as Steph. And I thought that that Kerr is a better coach. Why is Durant not as effective in this game as Steph Curry? He just wasn't. I think Durant ended with like 19 points. You know, Durant only took 19 shots, and Curry only took 19 shots. But obviously Curry hit nine threes, nine for 14. Durant was two for six. I just I just feel like I don't know why they just didn't go to the Durant in the post every single time, like or at that just mid-range. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and watch. I'd like to have watched every one of Durant's makes and misses before the pod, but I, th- I think it was like the third quarter. He went zero for eight. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's that's important. That's a big. That's a lot of point. That's a lot of time. It's a big stretch of not making buckets. Dude, don't look on the roster here. There's not twenty one, twenty one rings. There's not 21, 21 people that have. There may be 21 rings, but there's not 21 people. Totally. That have rings. I don't know. I heard it on the broadcast. <laughs> right away, Durant and Curry are going at it from long range. Right away. Fun start. China with us or... No. <laughs> <laughs> you know... James Harden still isn't playing defense. He's not. Are you surprised? No. Harden's still just giving up on plays defensively. It's pretty hilarious to watch him just not even fucking try to hustle. It's so bad. I don't know why he continues to get away with it. Regular season basketball. I say fucking trade him. It's November. Trade him. I'd rather Ben Simmons, I think. Does that open up more opportunity for everybody else on the court to score? It, well, you got Durant, so it doesn't really matter. Right? Like, just give it to Durant in the mid-range every time down the court. Right, like and you then you saying. have Curry just trailing, and he can hit threes. Oh, I meant Curry. I mean, Irving. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> no, wait. Irving, he's... Well, he's, like, not playing. Um, let's see. First quarter, I think, speaking of Curry, I think he was... Are they uh, still paying that asshole, by the way? Fuck yeah, they are. Golly. I think he's getting, like, $17 million to not do shit. <sighs> In the first quarter, I think Curry was, like, four or five from three. That is exciting. That was fun to watch. He's just hitting yeah, everything. Yeah, it was really fun. He was indeed four or five from three. Yeah, that was impressive. Very fucking impressive. 
what about this uh, this Kaminga? You guys know who Kaminga is? Who is that? Hey, he's the rookie. Yeah, and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah, he played with uh, Jalen Green on the uh, G League Ignite team. He did. That I covered extensively last season for House of Hoops. Did you talk about Kaminga? I did. Yeah, don't you remember that shit, Jeff? <laughs> I don't remember Kaminga at all. Hmm. No, I have, I have no recollection of that. I did talk. But he looks about like him. a basketball player. What do you think? What were your uh, What were your opinions on Kaminga? Remind me. I mean, I thought he I thought he looked like a guy who could be a, a good rookie and a good basketball player. <clears throat> uh huh. How would he look on the Timberwolves team? Um, I mean, I think he I think he'd be a good backcourt <laughs> partner with Anthony Edwards. I really do. <laughs> Both saying that because the Warriors uh, took that pick. Ah. <laughs> I see. On the broadcast, they compared him to Bo Outlaw. Kaminga? <laughs> wow. Ouch. I haven't heard that fucking name in a long-ass time. Did they at least say Bo Outlaw with a shot? Does Kaminga have a shot? Well, did Bo Outlaw have a shot? Yeah, he had a real... He had that Tony Allen-style shot. <laughs> Way over the fucking head. <laughs> All right. So before we get too deep in the weeds here, what is what do you think Bo Outlaw's career earnings were in the NBA? I don't know, six million dollars. <laughs> Brian, he played like thirteen years. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a smart ass like thirteen million dollars. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say <laughs> thirteen one million dollar contracts. Yeah. I'm gonna say thirty million dollars. 39 million. Oh, oh, I was way off. All right. Now, did Brevin Knight or Bo Outlaw make more money in their career? Brev. Brian? Uh, I think Outlaw. Did Outlaw play longer? I'm going to say Bo Outlaw. Bo Outlaw. Brevin made 35 million. Damn. 0 for 2. All right. Anyway. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Iguodala. Iguodala won a championship. <laughs> Iggy. <laughs> yes. I got one. I got That's another, another one. one. Did you say Durant? Yeah. Who are, um, I have a question for you guys. Who are Kessler Edwards and Dayron Sharp? <laughs> who are they? They are two Brooklyn Nets players who each played nine minutes and four seconds. Well, I'll tell you about that. I know exactly what happened with that. That was at the end of the game. They tied for highest plus minus on the Brooklyn Nets. They were both plus nine. Steve Nash emptied the bench with nine minutes left in the game. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Nine minutes left in the game. Probably. Nine minutes and four seconds, it looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Empty the bench. Back to Jonathan Kaminga. Let me tell you a little bit about this guy. He's 6'8", 225-pound combo forward from the Congo. He's 19. Seventh overall draft pick. He's like uh, the future, man. Like you said, he was a straight-to-the-G-League player. I don't know. Maybe I need to pay more attention to the uh, G League Ignite team because I don't really remember anything about him. I liked what I saw watching him this game, though. But he's very, very raw. 
but he is fun to watch out there. He can't really guard guys like James Harden yet because he just doesn't know how to do that. But the uh, the effort is absolutely there. In the G League, he averaged 15.8 points, 7.2 rebounds, 2.7 assists per game. 13 games started them all. Come on. Yeah, I mean, there were there were games where he looked like more of a complete better player than Jalen Green. They well, kind of they kind of went back and forth a little bit, being hmm. what looked like the best player on that team. I felt like I watched I watched a bunch of their games mm-hmm. just because they would come on at like two in the afternoon, and I'd be at work and I'm like, ah, we'll turn on a turn on a G League game. Yeah, I remember you watched a lot more than I did. Because I don't watch G League games. I don't watch college basketball really either. Yeah. Because there's an NBA. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to pay a little more attention. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's really what I need to be doing. Yeah, I don't know if you... You got, you got too much bread to butter, Jeff. Motherfucker, I'm already working like 20 hours a week on this fucking podcast. I just feel like we all, I mean, we all bring different things to the podcast. You guys watch the pit games and I watch G League games. This dude, Kaminga, cannot shoot threes or free throws, though. No. That ain't great for a guy that's 6'8". It's not big enough to get away with that. Don't you think? He's shooting 500 this season from the free throw line for the Warriors. 500. That's half. <laughs> he's shooting 20% from three. Yikes. Kid's got a lot of work to do, but he's a monstrosity of hustle. And he's in the NBA for his athleticism. He's going to be a dirty work guy with freak athleticism. Maybe he can get his shot under control. Gerald Wallace comes to mind. I'm not really sure if Bo Outlaw's the guy. But uh, I like him. I like him a lot. He looked great out there. He's confident, competent, and looks like an NBA player. Which I don't know if... Did he look like an NBA player before he played for the G League? Or was that a result of the G League? I, I I mean I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch uh, H League games or whatever whatever comes. High school, yeah. It's got some work to do. Moving on in the second quarter, I saw this animal out there for the Nets. Who the hell is number ninety five? DeAndre Bembry. I guess he played for the Raptors last year. Mm. Bembry, mm. but he was waived in August. There's a backstory with this guy, and uh, two weeks before the 2016 NBA draft, Bembray's younger brother, Adrian, was shot and killed outside of an apartment building in Charlotte trying to break up a fight. <sighs> Bembray wears the jersey 95 in honor of his brother, who was born in 1995. So it's Bembry. The 2016-21st overall pick by the Atlanta Hawks. He's 27, so he's got that going for him. It's a good age. Mm -hmm. He's a 6'5 wing player. He's another kind of like a hustle player. He was all over the place. He's trying to stay in the league. 
His uncle was drafted actually uh, 137th pick in the sixth round of the 1984 draft by the Philadelphia 76ers. And his uncle's name is Gary Springer, not to be confused with Jerry Springer. Hmm. Man, that's shitty about his brother. I remember hearing about that. That's wild. That's horrible. So the kid's got, you know, it's got some fight in him. Despite all the adversity, he's made things happen in his life. Back to the game. I saw James Johnson out there for the Nets. Remember James Johnson? Yeah, he's I, I like him as a 10th man. The MMA fighter? That's good for the Nets. Yeah, the Grizzlies did that great. Uh, when he played with the Grizzlies, they did the, the neck tattoo oh, giveaway. Right. I love it. You t- you Google Jeff Calkins neck tattoo. Have you done that before? <laughs> Never. Who would you? So the Nets like oh, replaced Jeff Green with James Johnson. It used to come up. I don't see it now. Who would you rather have? Jeff funny. Green? Jeff Green or James Johnson? Who's better? That's like that 10th man. <laughs> Probably Jeff Green just because for your 10th man, you want him to hit a three. And JJJ can hit the three. Come on. All right. I'm going to go with Jeff Green. I think he's got. I want Johnson. Way less. No, I think Jeff Green's more like better locker room guy. It's like, hey, Jeff, uh, you're not going to play next week, but I need you to go hard and practice. And Jeff's going to be like, cool, coach. I got you. I want Johnson for toughness. I think Green's a little soft. If you need Johnson for toughness, then you got a soft team. Well, maybe we do. Maybe the Nets are a little. Yeah. Okay. It was like like the Wolves. Like everybody's saying, we got a culture changer. And Pat Bev. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's cool, guys. I think I'd rather have James Johnson. I don't know if either of them are really still relevant. Which player makes more money? Um, I'd say actually jeff green because he's been in the league he probably has more years in the league so he has the highest vet minimum salary let's see jeff green at 2.5 million this year and james johnson is at it's pretty even oh 2.6 so he's making more Hmm. james johnson's 2.6 jeff green's 2.5 well james johnson I saw him out there, and uh, I noticed his huge sideburns and his old man white T-shirt under his jersey. It's out there looking like Jake Shuttlesworth from He Got Game. It's a pretty tight game halfway through the second. Not super high scoring at that point. There's a lot of fouls, a little more than average. Like They said it was like 24 fouls at that point. Both teams appear to be playing tough defense. They're playing to win. I mean, it's a high-profile game. It's very back and forth. It was what it was supposed to be. It was a. It was a. As they said on the broadcast, a game you circle on the calendar, and you come to play. You come to win. Right before the end of the half, Wiggins went on this like crazy run. Sheesh. Thirteen points in the last six minutes of the half. Back-to-back threes. That three at the end was ridiculous. Yeah, back-to-back threes. I knew that. I mean, 
before he took it, I knew it was going in. That that right. shot had to go in. That was a rhythm shot, right? Yeah. Those were all of his points in the first half. <laughs> were those 13 in the last six minutes. I thought it was interesting. He hit that three right before the Nets settled for a Blake Griffin, like, shitty fucking half-ass back down fadeaway mid-range jumper jumper from blake griffin that was pretty awful like wiggins hit a three griffin took a terrible shot and then wiggins hit another three and it was like yeah that's that's what the warriors do yeah they play tough defense force you into a shit ass shot and then just hit a three and just rub it in that's what they do warriors had a nice little lead heading into the break six three fifty eight the nets defense was bad you know it looked bad and some of that i think is james harden just being a fucking liability out there the warriors started the third quarter with an 8-0 run it's what they do they win third quarters they won this third quarter 35 to 18 halfway through the third quarter is a 15 point game after three quarters it was a 22 point game it was almost like out of reach after three quarters. It was like like first of all, I felt like that was the that was the turning the story of the game was the third quarter. Uh-huh. And then it was like deja vu watching bad Grizzlies teams. Mm. They'd kind of be close in the second first and second quarters, and then third quarter it's oh look, it's a thirty point game. I mean that's something a young team would do. Yeah. Well, it's a James Harden led team. Durant missed all those shots. I don't think he made a single shot in the third quarter. Yeah, I don't know why that. I, I don't know why he doesn't get like just easy post up buck. Like, yeah, uh, coming out of the half, like we're just gonna go into the post with Durant and let him like five times in a row because yeah. he can shoot over everybody. I think a lot of that is the defense definitely yeah. coming at him. They don't make anything easy for him. You know, he's not able to just get into position. I know, he and wants. The, and every time Kyrie said try to set him up. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, maybe if he had a better point guard, huh? Mm-hmm. <sighs> no excuses. He's Kevin Durant. Point guards are overrated. <laughs> he did. He played. He played the entire third quarter and uh, was zero for eight. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, but you know, we could sit here and dog the Nets for blowing that game in the third quarter if we wanted to. But uh, those those Warriors though, <laughs> they are fun to watch. And I got to thinking about why 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 am I enjoying this? Like I should hate this. Fuck the Warriors. Why would you hate it? Why would I care? Yeah. Why would I be enjoying it? I don't have any attachment to that team. And frankly, I, I get tired of bandwagon fans and shit like that. But, you know, it's because they're having fun out there. That's why. No, Steph Curry is so fun. Yeah. You want to you go to a game to see him just drain threes. Mm-hmm. You kind of, I personally kind of felt like, I was part of the fun watching them have fun. Mm-hmm. I found myself routinely laughing out loud 
watching a game by myself. You root for fun. It's infectious. They play tough defense and loose offense. It's like a reward for the great defense. It's like, okay, on offense, do whatever you want. Have have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Paint whatever you want to paint because you earned it. It's like, uh, we did the work. Now let's have some fun. Curry can take 15 shots and have 30 points. He can do that. That's his rate. Imagine if he took like 40 shots like Iverson and Kobe used to have to do. He'd average like 60 points a game. Bo, I'm sure you noticed at this point the fucking fans in Brooklyn are cheering Curry on. Yes. They're having fun watching this dude just do the impossible. I mean, Bo, it's hard to believe what you're seeing sometimes. The shit that this guy does. He pump fakes 35 feet out. The guy flies by and then he just kind of like sets real quickly and fires up like a Ray Allen three. (laughs) It's unbelievable sometimes. And you got the crowd on the other side just cheering them on. It's pinnacle entertainment. It was fun to watch Curry. That was what I was going into at watching the game Mm -hmm. was what's Curry going to do. And then how, what kind of gravity does he have on the Nets defense with or without the ball? Mm -hmm. And he controls, he controls it. I felt like he controlled the Nets defense every time he was out there. He was so good. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. Like he's going to find a way. And you can't leave him. And even like, like, and they kept switching. The TNT broadcast was talking about this, that you had Blake Griffin or whatever half-assed center switching on to Curry, and Curry would just, it didn't matter. He was just nailing threes. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting. Curry racked up like four fouls by the middle of the third quarter or so. They had to take him out, put him on the bench. He could have played through it, though. Like, oh, no, Steph fouled out. But we're up thirty. Yeah, right. Probably could have played him, played him through it. He didn't want to come out. He wasn't happy. He's chasing that fucking Ray Allen three point record. He's chasing everything. He's chasing everything. <laughs> yep, and he's running away with all of it, just like they ran away in this game. Up twenty seven with nine minutes left when the Nets pulled the bench. Steve Nash gave up. At the end of the game, Stan Van Gundy was talking about his uh, little brother. They were kind of talking some shit about like how they're both terrible athletes and they both suck at golf and they're both terrible dressers, but how they both set the bar so low that if one guy's better at something than the other brother, that it's not really really, really a big deal. Like <laughs> Just kind of fucking chatting it up. Because there wasn't much going on in the game. I would love to watch a game with uh, Jeff Van Gundy and Stan Van Gundy on the call. To me, that would be hilarious. Could you imagine? Don't forget Steve. Steve's not a real character. Steve Steve is a fictional character that Laddie made up. (laughs) Steve Van Gundy. Your boy, Steve Van Gundy, down in Orlando. (laughs) 
Laddie. I wonder if he ever listens to this podcast. I bet he doesn't. <laughs> so, Bo, like, towards the end of the game, I mean, I, I would love to. I would listen to a Van Gundy Brothers game. Like, they should do, like, a... Haven't they done stuff like that in the past? Siblings? Not that I remember. Yeah, they do, this man, they do a Manning thing, I think, on the NFL. Well, yeah, I, th- I, thought, I thought you meant specifically the Van Gundy Brothers. But like, yeah. in the NBA, I feel like... Maybe not. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't give a shit about the NFL. Oh, I think I've seen like a siblings. Something. Maybe not. I don't know. To me, that would be hilarious. I would love to just like get inside that world. Them just bickering at each other. I mean, Bo's right about Peyton and Eli doing. They call it the Manning cast. Oh, yeah. And they run it like they run it on ESPN2 for Monday Night Football. And I've heard it's really good. They have guests. Hmm. They have uh, like Tom Brady in the studio or just a couple of good old boys having a good old time. Yeah. So near the end of the game, Bo, you'll remember this. Mm-hmm. Every time Curry got the ball, the crowd. Oh, oh, yeah. They just got loud. The whole arena is just buzzing every time Curry touches the ball. That's special, man. You don't see that. That shit doesn't fucking happen. Yeah, not away. No, especially away. I mean, that doesn't fucking happen here. When John Morant brings a ball up the court, people don't start. The arena Mm -hmm. doesn't buzz. Maybe they cheer loudly when he attacks the rim and jams one. But that kind of electric buzz is so rare. You don't fucking see it. You don't hear it. It doesn't happen. And this guy's doing that shit on the road. They wanted more threes, the crowd. So, like, right before Steph exits the game, because it's, it's out of control, like, Kerr has to take him out. He's on fire, but he has to take him out. Like, he's playing against the Brooklyn bench. Right before he exits the game, Kerr calls timeout, and he just throws up this, like, half-ass, like, wild shot from way outside and of course it just goes in net and that's like his exit it's like Steph Curry has left the building (laughs) that was his way out and the crowd just cheers him on like he's fucking Rocky Balboa like he's uh, like he's I don't know a Nets player like he's Kyrie Irving (laughs) this was a road game (laughs) it's not supposed to be happening He's not Elvis Presley. Mm. He's not Bruce Springsteen. This is wild. It's not supposed to happen. <sighs> Bo, who yeah. was farting on the air at like the three-minute mark? I missed that. Was someone farting? Dude, Stan was talking, and you hear it. <laughs> it's bubbling. <laughs> and then Stan like chuckles a little bit <laughs> while he's talking. <laughs> And then the noise continues. I, mi- I missed the fart. <laughs> it was like three minute, 30 second mark. Hmm. Let me see if I can pull it up before we get out of here. It's real investigative shit here. I tried to find it on the internet and it was nowhere. But the wins are all over teams below 500. Five of those wins against teams who've won three or fewer games. 
And the only 500 or better teams they played were Miami, who they lost to, Chicago, who they lost to, and then tonight against the Warriors. So Anybody hear that? <laughs> yeah, there was something roiling around in there, man. <laughs> Did you add that? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, Did I heard you it. Add that? I mean, it's like some shit you would do. It's like, yeah, I stayed up till like 7 a.m., like adding fart sounds to this broadcast. <laughs> got a new intro song. <laughs> no way. I ain't got time for that. Yep. Put 20 hours on these fart sounds. You I've been farts. <laughs> you on YouTube, I've just added farts to a whole bunch of broadcasts. Yeah, so 117 to 99. Warriors win in the Battle of the Stars. That game could have gone either way. You think so? Yeah. But the the Warriors are not to be fucked with. At this rate, they're on pace to lose like six games for the year. Yeah, they're and Clay's coming back. No, I, I, I was way low on the Warriors. Okay, so this is what I wanted. This is one thing I did did not write down, but I just remembered. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the Kent Bazemore effect. They had Bazemore last year, right? Huh. Yeah, he's on the Lakers. Now. And they got rid of all the Bazemores. They got and they brought in the Belichas and the uh, Pool's been good. Yeah, yeah Pool Pool was. He had like that nerve issue last year, and yeah, he's been like he was supposed to be good last year, and then obviously he he was hurt. Great role player. Or that was Looney that was that was hurt. Excuse me, with the nerve thing, mm. not pool. Iggy's back. He got the band back together. They're having fun. Iggy's hitting mm-hmm. fucking threes. He is hitting a lot of threes, and then Wiggins is has been has been a nice thirty million dollar a year role player. And. They got Durant fucking, yeah. He's more than a role player, I think. But they got Durant out of there, and now Durant's losing. Durant's probably just like, fuck. Durant's, they're 10 and 5. Why couldn't I just enjoy being with the Warriors? Well, Durant's, I don't know if Kyrie could be different. Why couldn't he just exist as a warrior? What is nut? I know. You're in San Francisco. The the bud doesn't get any better in New York. No. No voicemails this week. Webb, what the fuck? You're supposed to give us one once a week. You know, I talk to people all the time, and they're like, I'm going to call, I'm going to call. And everybody's just, everybody's so fucking full of shit. 90% of the time, I'm coming to find in my later years. All right. I will just go ahead and pick our game for next week. Week seven. The pick game of the week is going to be Friday night, this Friday night, Boston at Utah. It's the best game. There are some other ones like Houston OKC on Wednesday looks pretty good. Miami at Milwaukee on Saturday looks pretty good. But we're going with Friday. Boston at Utah. Pick game. I don't know what our schedule for December is going to be. 
We're going to try to make a show next week. Obviously, we'll definitely be off for the week of the 20th with Christmas. I don't know if we're going to have one show in December or two shows in December. That's the question. Mm-hmm. So go to our website, House of Hoops, H-A-U-S of Hoops.com. Go to the little social media links. Go to like Instagram, probably the best one for finding updates about the show because I can just post a picture and forget it. Follow all that shit on social media and uh, I'll try to keep you updated on whether or not we're going to have an episode because I don't know right now. And to be honest, like the podcast is important to me, but there's other things going on like what pays the bills, my jobby job job that I work more than 20 hours a week at. And then it's Christmas time and there's just so much to do. (laughs) So much to do. I don't, I just can't imagine having a, a lot of time, but after Christmas is done and January hits, we're in the meat and potatoes of the NBA season mm-hmm. every week shows from then on out. Yeah, I mean, the season really starts on Christmas Day. Once January hits, we're going to bring the new year in. I'm going to step the game up a little bit. I'm going to be counting on you two to bring it up a level. I'm here for you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Bo. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, Brian, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. This has been fun. Thank you. To many more Brian. episodes. That's the show. Thank you and good night. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Soldiers marching. <laughs> <laughs>